Welcome back to the United Pubcast. And Larry, I would say good morning about five minutes ago, but um, I'm unable to say that at the moment um, because it is turned out to be a quite a frustrating morning here in Sydney, obviously evening in the UK. Um, I don't know where to start. I, I think we'll have a bit of a level-headed look at it a little bit later in the day and maybe even tomorrow after a bit of a sleep. It, this one definitely does sting. I think when you weigh up everything in regards to the, the season, a draw away at Palace after how many wins we've had, you think, okay, it is what it is. But as things stand... That one stings, and I don't know what more. The late goal, which we've obviously conceded, that makes us drop points, obviously. But obviously, a few minutes before that, um, everyone's worst fears in Casemiro um, did get his yellow card. So, what was ten minutes away from being an absolute professional job at Crystal Palace, and then that's what title-winning teams are made of. Um, we get a bit of a crash back down to reality, and um, frustrating morning. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. Uh... Look, it's, it's definitely one that United let slip away. And the title of the video says all for nothing, and we absolutely will rip into why it is all for nothing, uh, though I do think it is quite uh, clear and obvious. Um, but look, the, the obvious one, it's just starting with an overall view on the performance, it was lackluster. I, di I didn't think, like, like you said, it looked like it was on track to being a professional performance. But in saying that, I just thought, that United looked tired. I, I expected a more rotated side from Ten Hag. And, and I thought... Yeah. I got to I got to put up the manager. I know we'll rip into the actual game, um, and what this means. But just when I saw the starting eleven, I thought it reeked of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in the sense he he chose his strongest side, which I understand. But considering there was a massive game to come on the weekend, I thought it was the wrong choice, and it really did backfire. Well, we'll get into that. I'll just say good day to a few in the live chat box. Good to see what a poor result. Definitely feels like that. I think looking back at the, at the end of the season, we'll probably look at it, and it is what it is. So I think Arsenal, who they have a loss to or draw to earlier in the season, like you can drop points sometimes away from home. And Scott, speaking of Arsenal, once in my life, I wanted Arsenal to win a match, and you do that. Obviously, make sure you stay tuned. It's a football thing. Plenty of Arsenal, Man United content coming in the next couple of days. We talk about that, Larry, and I'm saying... Five minutes in five, five minutes to full time, we're talking a professional performance, and we're saying Eric Ten Hag got it completely right. And here we are saying he's got it wrong. No, I'm not saying he's got it wrong, but obviously sort of backfired. And I'm thinking those are the fine margins. And look, I, I think it is what it is in terms of, of a one-one draw. Okay, fair enough. You can debate to the cows come home who deserved to win. And I'm not blaming the referee for the performance because we conceded the goal. We didn't score enough goals. Ultimately, though. It's a criminal decision. It's a penalty. And the only reason, the reason it's a criminal decision is because VAR knows it's a penalty. They understand it's a penalty and they have chosen not to give it because of the controversy last week. Clear as day. They know it's a penalty. It's clear as day. And they have said, well, look, there was a bit of controversy over last week. That goal shouldn't have stood against Manchester City. We won't give this penalty. We'll stand by a referee. Even though they know that they 100% need to overturn it. In my opinion, Larry, that's that's unprofessional. That's criminal. And I'm not, not calling for an investigation or anything. But it's clear as day that's what's happened. Look, I agree with you. I, th I think it does. I think I thought it was a penalty, uh, and oh, I messaged you right away to express my frustrations. Um, look, it, it was a poor decision. In saying that, I'm gonna fall short of blaming the referee. I thought oh, you yeah, no, 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 I'm not blaming the ref. I'm just saying, not, if, if that's two nil, Casemiro comes off, and we're, we see the game out two nil, and exactly. just like, what could have been yeah. if the referees did their job. I understand, and and I agree with you, right? Um, and in the grand scheme of things, that might come back to bite. We said uh, with the Manchester City game, and particularly the controversy surrounding uh, Bruno Fernandes's goal, these things kind of balance out over the season. Maybe United got their, maybe United got their dose yeah. worth in this game. It looks just one of those, right? Um, but in saying that, I think we can all agree that United just were not up to scratch today. I thought it was a really poor performance. Um, 
I, I do have a point to make on Marcus Rashford, and, and, I, and I will get into that. But overall, United weren't good enough, and I think the result reflects the balance of the game. Yeah, look, it's a tough one. It stings. I, I thought this talking about it would sort of help things, but it's making things feel worse. But um, do let us know how you're feeling in the live chat. And please do try and cheer us up by leaving a like on the video. Emad here. It's not that bad a result considering we snapped our hands off getting a draw with City. Yeah, look, ultimately, I said at the start, if we could get four points from these next two games, in my opinion, I'll take the draw against Palace and a win against Arsenal. Now, obviously, the win against Arsenal is going to be far harder now without Casemiro. But I think cast your mind back to when we beat Arsenal earlier in the season. I think we did it with McTominay and Eriksen. Now, is that going to do it away at the Emirates? Who knows? But well, we can go to win at Arsenal without Casemiro. Um, we have played away at Arsenal before without him and won football matches. It's a possibility. Obviously, make things tough. But um, back to the start in 11. Um, yeah, ultimately, it's full strength. Like In regards to, OK, Martial was available. There's a debate around Veghorst and Martial, but we have no information in regards to... I think Martial how was that, that He wasn't even on yeah, the Yeah, uh, but in regards to who's available, you have to, have to say that is full strength. Yeah. Uh, all right, I know it's his first game. I want to look. Can I just say on the United fan? I, I know. I look. I, I know. I defend Martial a lot. Don't tell me we, our football looked better with that six foot six giant up front. It didn't. I think when you know, you always say you can notice the quality of a player when he's not on the pitch. Is Martial scoring goals at the moment? No. If there was a more elite striker, would I replace him? Yeah, I would. But don't tell me our football looks better with that giant up front. It doesn't because Martial links the play ten times better than he does. Sorry. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm definitely not disagreeing. That's not that's not a dig about Vecos for me, or, or even for you. Marshall, obviously, some of our our best football, all of our best you football this season. Go on Twitter. You'll be amazed how many people were saying, "Oh yeah, he's definitely going to start over Marshall. He's been signed to replace Marshall." Come on. Well, he's if he bring if he brings goals, he will. I think you got to bring more than that. I think I think that's very clear from everything Ten Hag said. It's not just about goals. It's it's the way you complement the team. Martial complements the team, and I actually thought United didn't perform well today. And a part of that was I felt felt Veghurst up front didn't have the football capability to link the play up the way Martial did. I almost felt like we were by. You know what it reminded me of the way we were playing when Ronaldo was on the pitch. Mm. It felt like we we're playing to the wide areas and then trying to get a cross in to look for the big guy. Yeah, it's one of those, if that, that header he gets, if that drops in under the crossbar, we're thinking what a tactic, what a player is. And I think it's one of those ones in terms of, okay, who's going to play fit, Martial or Veghorst? I think you answer your own question there. And Martial, um, a box says it here, Martial never fit. At the moment, Veghorst is going to play because we can't rely on Martial. And that's, I hate to say that, but that is simply just a, a scientific fact. If Martial isn't available for selection, he's not going to be selected. And that is where Veghorst will potentially sort of see more minutes than the Frenchman, but obviously the better football will come with Martial. Now, sometimes even if Martial was playing away at Crystal Palace, it's a tough game. It's physical. It's tight in there. So Sometimes you're not going to get the performance there. It's easy in hindsight to say that. Um, it is one of those things. It'll be interesting to see um, his fitness availability in regards to Arsenal because obviously you do want to sort of provide um, your best footballers there. I'm not sure Veghorst is too suited to be playing against Arsenal in terms of the way that game is going to play out, but it will be interesting. Um Speaking of Arsenal, Scott's here, so I'll bring up a lot of his chats because a lot of our direction will stem towards the weekend. Weghorst drew two defenders to a, a way to open up the space of Bruno, um, and it was his first match. Uh, a bit reactionary, Marshall um, hasn't been able to consistently stay Martial fit. Marshall does the same thing, right? Uh, and Scott, like, you know, with all due respect, and I agree with you, he, he absolutely does attract the defenders. We've seen other goals this season. Marcus Rashford, for example, has benefited from Martial's movement up top. I can't actually think of the goal off the top of my head. It was in the last few games. Uh, there was movement from Martial, which created the... It might have been Ericsson's goal um, that Ericsson scored a couple of weeks ago. Uh, anyway, 
Martial has great movement. And I think, yes, Veghorst deserves credit um, for his movement for Bruno's goal. But he doesn't add anything for me that Martial doesn't, other than being obviously a more physical presence, someone that you expect to get on the end of headers. Um, Martial's still first choice for me. Yeah, well, his first choice when he's available. And we'll see on Saturday if he's first choice or not. Um, Ambitionally, that free kick reminds me of Beckham. Well, fair play to the okay. kid. It was, oh, a, it was no, a hell of a free kick. It was a great free kick. I don't know about yeah. Beckham had the whip, hell. didn't he? It was more of a left foot power shot. Good no, on him, though. No, Friggin hell of a finish. De Gea could do nothing there. I'm not going to blame the goalkeeper. It was a great, great free kick. Yeah, we'll get in the 3-2-1s. I think David De Gea comes into my 3-2-1s, especially he would be up for three points if we won the game in terms of some key saves. But in terms of, look, the elephant in the room, Casemiro got a yellow card. I said, well, five minutes away from being at the right call and then Casemiro sort of providing a good performance. Ultimately, and it was for fuck all. Yeah, so, so he's gone past him and ultimately he's lucky he didn't get set off. <laughs> it was quite a bad tackle by Casemiro. <laughs> and nah, it's, it's one of those right. ones... Oh, no, yeah, no, it was almost a red card. That's what I'm saying. So, look, do you, do you play? I, I don't place any blame on Kazmir or Derek Tenhag. It is one of those things like, yes, you can, in hindsight, say, okay, it was the wrong decision. Ultimately, I come back to not blame the referee, but if that gives given a penalty, and VAR knows it's a penalty, that's what frustrates me. They know they should overturn it, but they know last week the controversy, they're trying to even things out. And ultimately, that goes 2-0. Eric Ten Hag bring Fred straight on for Casimir and you think, what could have been? But ultimately, that's not the case. Casimiro gets booked. Just what are your thoughts, just in hindsight, looking back in terms of right-wrong decision? I have to put a bit of blame at Ten Hag, to be honest. And look, this isn't me saying Ten Hag out or anything like that, right? It, he, he's made mistakes this season and he's learned from them. And I, I thought it was the wrong call. When I saw McTominay lining up to come onto the pitch... Oh, you could have, if you told me, put your house on him replacing Casemiro, I'd say, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think he's going to come on for Casemiro. And then he comes on for the big horse up front. And uh, I, I thought that was the wrong decision. I think a 1-0 a, a up, you got to back your players to get the job done. And I think he should have backed McTominay there, considering he started the season really well and was keeping Casemiro out. Now, I know the Scotsman hasn't been performing to that level as of late, but... Back your players, and I thought it was the wrong call. Casemiro, whether we were 2-0 up or 1-0 up, I think Casemiro makes that tackle because he's that kind of player, right? I don't blame Casemiro because if he lets him in, it's 50-50. He gets the shot in the right place, it's a goal. So you can't blame Casemiro there. He does what he has to do to get the result for the team. Unfortunately, it's not the result we wanted. I think Tan Hag, if he had his time again, would have pulled him off earlier. Yeah, no, look, look, it's one of those. Uh, look, this stings. So please do leave a like on the videos. Over 50 or 60 of you in the chat, please do try and cheer us up. And it's one of those ones. Uh, why do you think that with the sluggishness, we'll get into the 3 2 ones in a little bit. So I'm looking forward to getting yours and everyone's opinion in the live chat. The sluggishness and the, it wasn't a vintage Manchester or Eric Ten Hag performance. Was it the players are tired off the sort of the high off the derby or were, were the players who, let's say it was full strength? So 90, 90% of those players are going to play against Arsenal were was an eye on Arsenal. Where do you sort of lay the blame in regards to it not being sort of a great performance? Or was it just a case of look, it's professional football is one of those days, Crystal Palace turned up and some games are hard? I think it's... i start with what I mentioned at the beginning of the video, Tom. He, he needed to rotate more. Um, I, I think, like, if you look at the amount of work Rashford got through, he, he had a bit of a, an injury um, in, in against Manchester City, and he starts again. That whole starting eleven. Well, who who didn't play? I think Martinez didn't start against City. Everyone else on that pitch started the game against Manchester City, except um, Martinez and Vovegos and Anthony. It's not enough. Like, he, he got, he's got to rotate more. Sorry, I just... Is, is this not, not, to criticize, not to criticise Eric? It's on the furthest thing from criticising Eric Ten Hag. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. He's our yeah, man of the season. Yeah. 
100%. But is he showing a little bit of, not, not like Solskjaer, I know you mentioned Solskjaer in regards to always going full strength, but in this isolated incident, and not, not over the course of the season, I think there has been good rotation, but in this isolated incident, in between Manchester derby and the Arsenal match, he hasn't placed enough trust. Now, you could say that he shouldn't be placing the trust because the, the squad isn't good enough, but really should he have sort of placed a bit more trust in, in his squad players for this one? Iman's got it here. Congestion of games, lack of rotation, lack of quality depth. Spot on. I understand because there's a lack of quality depth. So then you have to say, all right, maybe he's struggling to back his players 100%. But we've seen this group of players get the job done. We saw Fred come in mm. for a great, with a great performance. Now, granted, Palace is a different game. But in the second half, Palace were coming on to United. And I thought their energy, they out-enthused Manchester United. If you're getting out-enthused, then we need to get Fred on, onto the pitch because Fred brings energy. And I just thought... That, that's where we got it wrong. Rashford, can I say, I'm not going to be critical. He's been fantastic for Manchester United and all the bit of credit he's received over the last few weeks, granted. He doesn't run on the pitch and it frustrates the hell out of me. He doesn't work hard enough at times. Well, well, I just saw this comment. Because you know I'm right. He doesn't work hard enough for the team. Oh, no, look, look, I've been saying that for about three years in terms of Marcus Rashford's work rate, and that's that, that's a different debate in regards to criticism and view of him as a player. But I just see two comments here from Hulk Hogan. Good to see you, Hulk. Hope, hope all is well. Saying Rashford works, which, which I agree. And that's not to be critical of Rashford, and I don't think Hulk is there. It's just it's a fact. He, he wasn't at it today. But also on the flip side of things, on the other side of the field, it says Anthony doesn't give 100%. I disagree. Now, now value 100% in terms of what that is and isolated incidents. But I think Anthony gets through a hell of a lot of work, and I think that is why... Yeah. Eric Ten Hag picks him so much. Yeah, agree 100. Look, Anthony, it's not about his effort. His effort is always there. It's more about he needs to just get his... He needs to be able to get the football right. He, he needs maybe to maybe be, his effort up here. Maybe his effort in concentration and everything, but his, his physical output, I, I think, is 100% there. Agree. But um, we'll, we'll get into 3 2 ones. Um, so in the live chat, do get your, your thoughts in regards to who gets your 3 2 one votes for today. Um, Box here will struggle too many games. Unfortunately, we, we know deep down this was... And we're not out of a title race or anything, or we're not out of a potential successful season. It's one of those things. We've dropped points away at Crystal Palace. We've had far worse results this season, or we'll have worse results than this um, later on this season. So it is one of those things. We do have to man up, take it, and move on. But 3-2-1s, um, Larry, this is an interesting one because we would have been having a very positive discussion in regards to match-winning goals and match-winning saves. Ultimately, it's a draw. I don't know. I'm starting to think potentially, just in regards to the way the midfield sort of, sort of played out a little bit, I would be looking at potentially Christian Eriksen. Um, in my opinion, someone could say he was the worst on the field. For me, I just thought Casemiro was a little bit sloppy as well. Maybe he lets himself down with the yellow card. A, a pivotal role in Bruno Fernandes' goal. Now, Bruno has got the goal, 100%. David De Gea with some big saves. I thought Luke Shaw. Um, who gave away the free kick for the goal, do we know? Don't tell me it was McTominay. I can't remember. In the live chat, let us know who gave away the free kick because I might struggle to give them points. But look, I think David De Gea had some big saves and then I'll be looking at Christian Eriksen as well in regards to the outfield I players. So, I've got talk one to me. for you. Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Did you yep, see his very good. at the end? Very he good excellent again. today. Actually, well, yeah, four. at the end as well. That tackle um, on uh, Zaha, no other player. If that was Diego Delo, that's a goal. I promise you. Yeah. He made here that Luke Shaw gave it away. So, yeah, okay, Luke Shaw's out of the running for points. And well, I thought Luke Shaw was fine, but it is one of those. So, Aaron Wambasaka comes back in that discussion for me. Three Rob, points yeah, massive at the end. I thought it was easily the best. Um, he made here, David De Gea, Wambasaka, and Ericsson. Yeah, my, my line of thinking after hearing people there, I would have to potentially agree with Emad there. Uh, Rob as well saying David uh, De Gea for man of the match. So, do you want to throw any more shouts there? Because obviously, Bruno got a goal. We're five minutes away from a match winning goal. So, maybe he's a little bit hard done by. But um, anyone else sort of. In with a bit of a shout. 
Uh, I thought Bruno was all right. Bruno I, I like those three. I like those three. David De Gea, Wambasaka, and Christian Eriksen. Yeah, I, I'd go with that. Definitely those three, whatever order. I mean, personally, I'd go Wambasaka man of the match, but I'm not going to argue with you if you're saying De Gea. Yeah, no, look, look, we'll go there. Oh, the big saves, uh, especially that first one. Bruno's goal, like moments before Bruno's goal. You know the angle we, we had? I felt sick when the ball left the striker's foot. I was like, oh, it's a goal. <laughs> and then he yeah. just somehow gets his hand on it. And ultimately, that's um, it's not what you watch football for, but it does give you a reminder of sort of the, the emotional roller coaster you can have in short spells. But George here, David Ahev for three, one Bissaka for two, and the kid who got a selfie with Casemiro. I'm sure that selfie that stopped all our momentum. The bloody was he a kid or an adult? I thought he was an adult, but I don't know, might be a kid. But um, Larry, disappointing one-one draw. We move on. Arsenal on the weekend. I'm sure we'll have plenty of chats um, on the podcast before that. But um, as things sort of very stinging at the moment, um, sum up your thoughts ahead of the weekend. Not confident. Um, Rashford for me, and, and I think. This has kind of come up in our conversations. Like we've we've been praising him because he absolutely deserves it. But you saw today the limitations to his game. I, I think while he's when he's red hot, when he gets in behind, he, he's ruthless. But I think his qualities in tight areas isn't quite there, just in terms of like the elite level. This the concern the biggest concern I have for United and something that we'll really need to fix up on, one of one of Anthony or Sancho need to get firing because they're the players who in tight areas can make a difference. One-on-one can beat players. I I know Ganacho has been doing it, but he's a young kid. I think that's not fair. One of those two players needs to have a big performance against Arsenal because I don't know where, I I think just against a side like them, we're going to need a bit of brilliance. Um, And and I just, if you keep Rashford quiet, I don't know where the brilliance is going to come from at the moment. Yeah, no. Look, it's hard to argue with that. Robbie is saying it's tough the day. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be a rough day. Oh, um, but also, Rashford just thinking about himself today and the record, not the team. I maybe a little bit harsh, but I did feel that as well in the, the emotional sort of part of the game. I did feel like that. Whether that was the case, only Rashford knows there. But ultimately, we do have to afford him a bit of uh, leeway in regards to what he has done over recent weeks. So fingers crossed, this is a bit of a blip for Marcus Rashford. Get his head down next couple of days, recover and come out firing against Arsenal because we will need him. Now, speaking of Arsenal, I'm sure we'll do plenty of previews. Midfield three against Arsenal. Casemiro is not part of it. Um, talk to me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, Tom. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Ten Hag does. We've seen him be flexible at times and like we saw in the Manchester game. Um, I wonder if he'll do anything different. I'm not sure. McTominay or Fred? Sam McTominay was the first on this one. Now, Fred was obviously on a yellow as well coming on. But I'm just thinking McTominay and Ericsson did start against Arsenal previously. We did beat them. And I know Arsenal fans say, oh, they deserved to win. Arsenal played well. United deserved to win the match. So I'm just thinking like that, that was a different time. The season has gone on. They're in different form. Arsenal are in different form, of course. But um, my money will still say Fred and Ericsson. But I think there's maybe a shout away from home. Fred Eriksson as a partnership worries me. Uh, like Eriksson, I like him. He's obviously very intelligent, but I don't think he's a natural defender um, in terms of his positioning in, in the midfield. And Fred, Fred's attributes are about energy and getting in and around. And Fred's best football on against Manchester City came because he's got Casemiro behind him to tell him where to be and what to do. Tell you what, there was a shout before before the Casemiro yellow card, before we were doing team selections for Palace and then looking ahead to Arsenal. Well, what, how's the selection going to interact with each other? And a huge part of, I think, everyone's thinking was, okay, we'll play Bruno on the right against Arsenal. Now Casemiro's out. I think everyone's thinking, no, Bruno's going to play in the middle. Is there a case 
McTominay and Fred with Ericsson at 10 and Bruno still playing on the right. Absolutely. I think that's a great chance of happening. Um, I know Fred and McTominay was frustrating for people, but if you have in a one-off game against an Arsenal where you're not going to have the majority of the ball, it could work. Uh, and we've seen that pairing get big results in, in years past. So, look, obviously it's not the most attractive midfield partnership you've ever seen, but it can get the job done. So, if since Casemiro is not there, that might actually be the most sensible thing to do. Like I said, I just think in terms of positional play, I don't think Ericsson and Fred is the right way to go. I don't know who's going to be the one to tell others where to go between that pair. So, you know, if you're going to go with, if Ericsson is a must and he needs to play deep, then I'd be going McTominay next to him. But what you're saying is right. I think given the form of Anthony, given we'll probably look to get him on the counter, put Bruno on the right, and I'd probably look to go uh, Fred McTominay in the pivot and maybe put Ericsson in the 10. Be fascinating. I'm sure our opinions will change 20 times before kickoff, but uh, make sure you are subscribed for all your sort of previews with Arsenal content. Now, two things, Larry, before we do wrap up in regards to. Which I think my first point in regards to back four. Back four stays the same. I could see Luke Shaw going back to fullback. Uh, sorry, back to centre back. And I could I'm see dropping Martinez. I thought he was good today, but yeah. I feel oh, no, like no, it's, it's still at the moment. I wouldn't be upset if Martinez plays, but I think look at what Shaw did against the best team mm. in the world. I, I think that that partnership probably gives you a bit, oh, here's a shout, just came to me. Martinez in the six. Uh, I think it says here, I think George brought up a little bit earlier, alluded to it and say, George, but Casemiro, we've got their first should have buried, I think in regards to, which I might have missed that, um, a comment earlier about Martinez in the six as well. The discussion has moved on to that yellow card. Yeah, Martinez is a shepherd. I'd, I'd be shocked with that. And ultimately, Luke Shaw doesn't have to defend against Erling Haaland against Arsenal. He has to defend against Eddie and Kedia playing in the middle. Now, that's not saying Kedia is not capable of a goal and Arsenal aren't deservedly top and they're a good team, obviously, but different threats. I think um, whoever we put in the back four is quite comfortable. I think it's maybe the midfield where that is our potential struggle, which we'll put strain on the back four, not so much that selection. Now, just one thing here from Emad Larry before we do wrap up. I'm sure we have many Marcus Rashford debates, but it's interesting because you're talking about him and I agree 100% with those limitations. No one agrees more than me. But here we are, a couple of weeks ago, we're having a discussion in regards to his world-class, one subpar performance against Crystal Palace. And we think, well, hang on, look, look at all these limitations. And I'm thinking that therein lies the answer to... Well, he is well... When he's at his best, he's got world-class attributes. Um, and that means he's world-class when he's at his best. And, and I, I do maintain that. But the thing that's always been in the back of my head is in tight areas, I... In tight areas, he's not the most natural dribbler. I don't think he's got the close control of the best of the best players to beat players when you're when you're talking about constriction, compact defenses. Um, that's not to say he's not brilliant. Like, he, of course, he's got world class yeah. qualities, but world class qualities when he's got the space to do what he can do. As we saw today in tighter areas, touch gets a bit heavy, ball bounces a bit too much. Not, that's not to be critical. It's just he's good what he's good at, and he's. I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure what state the pitch was in. I saw a lot of passes, even from like Casemiro and Varane. A lot of passes were bouncing. I'm not sure what the state Fatigue. of the pitch. Fatigue. No, no, but the pitch as well. Like some Aaron Wan-Bissaka, some some of his touches just not on carpet. Some of his touches bounce for God's sake. But even he yeah. was cro- controlling the ball, and the ball's up around his hip. And I think what's happened here. So I don't think the pitch was in any. But it's the same for both teams. So look, no complaints. Um, I think the referee has a well, not so much the referee, but VAR has a lot to answer for in regards to. Um, not awarding that penalty. They definitely know it is a penalty. That's, that's a shame. But ultimately, um, 
No complaints in regards to the result. Here. Maybe the selfishness from Rashford. I think he just wanted us. He, he was just thinking about the goals. Yeah, well, if you're in goal scoring form, um, you're allowed that. Um, but you do need to pay the price of actually scoring the goal. So it is one of those things. Look, it's one, we've been in such a good run. What is it? Nine wins in a row, was it? Uh, yeah, nine wins on the row. Yeah, uh, okay. The last time we won 10, I think, was in 2008 or 2009. So it's been a good the, I think it was the 10 11 season, um, yeah. or the 08 09. But yeah, back in Australia's first one, we won, won a title. So look, it is one of those things. Um, we've drawn away at Palace, sometimes we've lost there. So it's not the end of the world. I have to move on and get a result against Arsenal. So fingers crossed with that. And, um, Make sure you are, as I said, we might do a video later today when sort of things are calmed down and we'll sort of have a bit of a sort of bit of a closer look and a um, bit of a more detailed look ahead to Arsenal. So I'll make sure you are subscribed. We're edging closer to 2,000 subscribers. So if you aren't subscribed, please do hit that button. Please do leave a like to um, cheer us up because um, we're off to work now and it's a bit of a tricky day today. Obviously, um, the weather does resemble a bit of Manchester rain. So um, back to reality for us, Larry. Absolutely. I'm off to work to cry. So... Uh... Spare a thought for me, ladies and gents. No, like everyone. But until then, hopefully your day is okay. And um, we'll chat a little bit later. Until then, have a good one. Um, Leave a a like on the video. What's that? I'll comment here. I'm not reading any of those comments. It's in Spanish or Portuguese. I don't even know what he's saying. (laughs) I agree with Jose. (laughs) A good way to finish the pod. Until then, um, we'll chat to you. Cheers. Oh, cheers. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.